um, all NBA teams. You guys, you guys ready to hop into it? Let's get it. You guys want to do go start with our third team and go up, or do you? Well, I've got a, I've got the graphic here too. Well, I already put oh, the graphic yeah. up, so we can I just start. I can bring it all up. Team. We gotta start with the first yeah, team, right? Start with the, start with the great guys here. I think the first team four obvious, right? I think I think if you're going anyone's first team, Jokic obviously in there. He's averaging a triple double with the greatest efficiency in NBA history right now. On his way to win his third MVP, and the Nuggets are in first place in the West. <laughs> like Jokic is ridiculous. You got Tatum, who's having an MVP type season of his own carrying this Celtics team, which looks like the favorites right now to win the whole thing. Giannis is Giannis and Luka's Luka, right? I mean, and, and as long as they're in the league, they're probably going to be a first team for the next, I don't know, five, five, ten years. Giannis yeah. and Giannis is Giannis, Luka's Luka. They take over games. Their stats look like video game numbers. And then our final one, the second guard, which I think that's maybe where you can make the arguments of other guards. But I think SGA is a first teamer. Yeah. He's averaging over too. 30. He's carrying the o- Oklahoma City Thunder, who when Chet went down at the beginning of the year, everyone's like, that team is going to be bad. They're gonna they're gonna be a bad team. And look at what Giddy and SGA are doing. SGA has been unbelievable. And the big difference between SGA and a lot of other guards, I think, in potential for the first team is SGA doesn't rely on the three-pointer as much as some of these True. other guards do. SGA attacks like constantly attacks the rim SGA. he's always to the line he he deserves it man he's he's playing like a first team all nba player this year sga doesn't play at any pace except his own no matter what yeah, is man. happening in the game you could be watching a game that is either breakneck speed up and down the floor or the slowest basketball mm-hmm. game in the world and it doesn't matter what sga when he has the ball in his hands it's just going to be whatever he wants he might yes. go right to the rim he might just dribble you to death and get to the mid-range like i've never and i shouldn't say never but right now i don't know if there's a better player at controlling the pace like in the league night to night i don't think there is like luca might be close yeah, but other than that but and lebron like is another person you could always talk about with that but sga is just like so effective in it too like just he's been awesome and there's the good team bad or bad team good whatever like that kind of argument if you wanted to make it with the first team here i just think he's been when we get to the second team next think he's just been better than all those guys enough that he has to be on this list well and the craziest thing too i feel like when you think sga you think crazy scorer because he is he's averaging nearly 31 points per game this dude's defense is out of control yeah he's averaging over one and a half steals and 1.1 blocks per game those are both better than career averages he's locking up on the defensive end he's getting you know obviously his use his usage is through the roof, but he, he again, he's not just a scorer. Five point seven assists per game. Like, yeah, he's he's doing it all for this OKC team. Literally, the only knock you could have on him is he's his three ball is not fantastic. It's but he doesn't know, need it that much. Yeah, right. He'll shoot you it. Said a he doesn't rely on there. It. He doesn't yeah. rely on it. And you talk about someone who's attacking the rim, playing as aggressive as SGA will do late games. They got to make their free throws. He's shooting 91% from the free throw line. So you want to follow him if he's driving in? Good luck. He's making them both anyways. Yeah. Yep. It's insane, man. Um, Shout out to SGA. The rest of this list, though, 
it's automatic. Like you can't even debate you cannot any of those four with me. Those are the four best. I mean, if you want to still say LeBron, like we've talked about in the past, and Durant, honestly, I'm not going to argue with you. But in two Durant's years, just tough. The injury, the the time. That's how I injury. feel. Durant and Anthony Davis, same category. When healthy, went on the court. I think they're one of the best players in the NBA. But it's just yeah, they can't stay on the court. Yeah. So if you're not talking to old guys or AD who can't stay, like it's these four and there's no other conversation. I mean, Agreed. this year at least, I should say. No I think it's been like this for two years now. I there's a name. Tatum, I, there's a, there's a name I'm looking at. There's a name I'm looking at on the third team that would like to argue about last year. I'm sure. Well, second team as well. I think right. Second team as well. If we're talking, obviously, when you do the All NBA, Jokic is. You think of the big man, the center. There's another pretty good one too in the East. There's yeah. there's another oh, good yeah. one too. No, I, he doesn't. No, he doesn't, he, he doesn't get an argument over these two though. Over the two bigs no. here. He oh no, not, yeah. I I I would not give him an argument over those two bigs. I'm just <laughs> saying that. I'm just yeah. saying that I think he's close enough where you can Definitely. at least put him in the conversation yeah i would listen to it i would listen to it for sure yeah certain well, parts of the season yeah, yeah let's, talk let's, about let's, it. let's get to our let's, second let's, team i wonder who it is it's joel Embiid. oh <laughs> there it is it's rudy gobert <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of crazy right second team we got lebron and durant kind of for different reasons lebron age durant more so injury wise but they're yep. still here they're they're, yep. they're still here they're still two of the most impactful players in the nba and it's wild that we're saying that for how long they've been in the league i think it would be fun really fun to watch this first team and second team go against each other and just see lebron and durant just try to alpha everybody because i i they might be able to if it was that kind of situation like that's why these teams are so weird like you look at lebron and durant on this second team you show a casual fan they're like what the fuck is going on here like what are you guys doing like anything but that's where we're at this year like these guys like we talked about in the first team just been so good that the lebron and durant it, the injuries are tough if you don't want to put durant on the second team i get it i just think he was too good and is gonna be too good when he comes back for the mm-hmm. suns there and then mitchell and ja like again don't know how you put anybody else ahead of those two right now. You could argue both of them ahead of SGA, I think, if you wanted to. I think Mitchell has a really, really good chance to get ahead of SGA, guys, if they're doing another guard. If the Cavs are a three seed or even a two seed to catch up to Milwaukee and he's still putting up 30 points per game, tonight will be a very good start to that. Huge game in Philly. Like, yeah, big playoff game tonight. Playoff big game, basically. Test. And if he can show out like and keep doing that the rest of the month, there's going to be a really easy argument. And same for Ja too. Same for Ja. They if they ball out the last month, figure out whatever's been going on with them recently, I think it's going to be a, really hard for people to keep SGA out when they're an eight seed and not have Mitchell or Ja in as a top three seed, agree. and they're putting up similar numbers. I when when you guys texted or Jake, I think it was you that first said SGA's name. I was so on board immediately, and I'm glad we have him first team for now. But like, yeah. like you were just explaining, I think it could easily be Mitchell right now, man. Mm-hmm. Especially like, I mean, we we do these awards, we we award people with all NBA for the for the whole season, the whole body yeah. of work throughout the entire season. Like, think mm-hmm. about the way Donovan Mitchell started the season, bro. True. He was yeah. he was a flamethrower every single he night. He's have a seventy point game on his. Yeah, it's that- like. Let's let's not forget, and like you said, the standings matter a lot. But 
I'm not with that with Ja, bro. I I forgot to mention this. I'm I'm slightly out on the Grizzlies right now. I, I think I I'm with you. The vibes are off. They're they're not they're not with it right now. I know we talked about it with the whole like you know I think it, it's just kind of weird how like they're pulling like the everyone hates us card. Mm-hmm. It's not even that. It's I think I, f- I forget what day. It might have been last Sunday the Celtics played the Grizzlies, and that was like the really like closest look yeah. I got. Super at Bowl the Grizzlies Sunday, yeah. this year, yes, yes, it was uh, it was Super Bowl Sunday, you're right. And Jaron Jackson fouled out of that game. Ja was do you know Ja was doing Ja stuff, but like he is just not a good outside shooter, and I don't know why people like try to categorize him as one. He's a fantastic scorer, but like he has not evolved that part of his game. Jaron Jackson mm-hmm. Jr. didn't look always like fouls out, player. man, and that's the thing yeah. that worries me in the playoffs is if he gets six five fouls in the going into the fourth quarter or something what are you gonna do he was getting beat on the block by grant williams like i just i i I couldn't give it to uh, this is a long way of me saying i couldn't give uh ja all nba first team right now but definitely deserves the second team bid but yeah I, i agree with the mitchell thing man like i think i think mitchell could easily boot sga out of the happy hour hoops first team all nba and honestly i think ja could fall to third team too if we're looking True. at what the guards we have right now on the third team uh, yeah. the main reason they're on the third team is because they haven't really played these, the full season these two even, would be so pissed to be on if, any third team list if they ever. well that's the thing and if they were healthy all year i can make an argument for both to even close sga to make yeah. a case for the first yeah yeah. So it's kind of wild right now where I think this is the first season in a while we've had the first, second, and third team at this point in the season right around the All-Star break where there's a lot of a lot of guys you could still debate, and it's crazy that we're debating maybe a third team can move up to the first team or, like, first team move down to the third team. It's just wild like that, but that's how crazy the talent pool is right now in the NBA. And then, I mean, before we move on to the third team, anything we want to say about LeBron and Durant, or it's just you know, it's just they're I doing mean, this. We've just doing. We've it, touched on LeBron. We we touched on LeBron a lot last week, so I don't. Yeah. We don't need to. I have a hilarious thought much. about LeBron, though. <laughs> go go ahead. If he if he ends up on the second team, like he ends up just getting put on the second team, and the Lakers somehow win the championship like i just imagine him like post game holding the trophy and be like yeah well you know you guys put me on the all nba second team <laughs> like just he, he will find some way to bring this up bro if oh, yeah. if this ends up happening and, and be pissed about it but no that's I mean, as long as he does that's that's a normal thing guys because i was i was waiting until after i was gonna be mad travis kelsey today said the haters were saying the chiefs would never make the playoffs i understand he had some oh it's so annoying him, bro but if lebron said some shit like that about it's him, so like, annoying bro. said i would never make all nba like what are we doing here yeah, what, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? Like, dude, Travis the Kelsey Chiefs drove were, me nuts for the last four days, but they were the still main... like this. They were the second favorite going into the season to win the Super Bowl. It's like, bro, no one counted you guys out. No one, no one. And that's that's the thing. That's the thing with LeBron James. Kind of the main reason it's LeBron James thing. doesn't win MVPs or isn't on the first team the past couple of years is because he's been doing it for 15 years. They're like, we got to get the new people in here. We got to give the new people awards. LeBron is playing unreal. His we got to get the new people paid. All NBA, you get yeah. paid. Stats wise, two for. LeBron, his stats are about as good as when they were in his prime. Yeah. But it's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, you've been doing this for 15 years. Like, 
It's crazy. You want to get to the third team here? Yeah. yeah. Let's get it. Now, the third team's interesting. The third team might be my favorite of the bunch in terms of just, like, the group we have. Like, because it's just every time I look fun. at an all-NBA team, I'm like, oh, these guys playing together. So let's start with the guards, Let's, which I said, Curry and Dame. Dame's having the best season of his career. Da- Damian Lillard is having the best season of his career. He just hasn't played, like, two enough games. He's averaging, I think, the most points per game in his career this year. Steph Curry was – in the MVP discussion for a little bit before he got his first injury and came back for a little bit, got hurt again. But Steph Curry, when he's been on the court, has been unbelievable. Donnie, I'll let you talk about Jalen Brown because I want to talk about the other two. DeMontis Sabonis and Pascal Siakam. Siakam, people don't realize what he's doing. He's averaging 25, 8, and almost 6.5 right now for a Raptors team that, yeah, I know hasn't been that great this year, but he as the superstar on that team. He's living up to it. The offense runs through Pascal Siakam. And that means when we talked about the beginning of the year, we're like, oh, Scotty Barnes might take the leap. They have Fred Van Vliet, who's a very good player too. It's Pascal's team. And Pascal has made a leap from last year to this year after making a giant leap two years ago. So he's still improving. And then DeMontis Sabonis. Everyone wants to talk about how the Pacers fleeced the Kings. They got Halliburton, and we love Halliburton. We're, we're a very pro-Halliburton podcast. Yes, we we always see yeah. to bring him up. Every pod, time. always hype him up. But DeMontis Sabonis has been so good for the Kings. I And I don't want to say this is an insult, but I just kind of call him like – the target version of Nikola Jokic. Because that's yeah. what he oh, is. It is. He is. No, it is. Everything basically that Jokic can, just he's not Jokic because Jokic is ridiculous with the efficiency he does and how like you you know you watch a Nuggets game and halfway through you're like, those are Jokic numbers right now. So bonus will have those types of games for the Kings. And I'll tell you what, the Kings wouldn't be nearly as close in the playoff discussion as they are right now or nearly have the team success if it wasn't for Sabonis, which I get such a bad rep because everyone's like, oh, how do you trade Halliburton? Pacers fleeced him. Kings got a pretty damn good player too. And he's been fantastic this year. Yeah, man, it's it, it is wild. Like this, the whole Sabonis thing. Like, I feel like he's somehow he's playing out of his mind this year, and somehow got more recognition when he was in Indiana. But I guess yeah. maybe that's just the Kings factor for you. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, all all these guys are are super deserving. It is it is crazy just to like look down and see third team. And then your eyes just go to Curry and Dame, and you're like, wait, wait a damn second here. Third team? Is that a typo? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I mean, it's, I think we it's picked, fair. We for picked right Shea Gilgis Alexander, Donovan Mitchell, and John Morant over Steph Curry and Damian Lillard. Dude, like, you, you, would get, that you would get you like, shot if you said that on what? Twitter last year, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, I mean, it, it, it's also our show, and these are the Happy Hour Hoops rankings. So, subject to change. I do got to talk about my guy, Jalen Brown, though. Um, Jalen Brown, third team. I think it's deserving, you know. Um, It's funny, too, because I was pulling up his stats, and the last person's stats I had up was Ja when we were just talking about him. And aside from Jalen having the slight edge in rebounds and then Ja having a pretty sizable edge in the assist column, Ja and Jalen's stats are, like, pretty similar, down to, you know, steals per game, shooting splits, uh, Jalen has a sh- slightly better um, free throw percentage. Ja has a slightly better field goal percentage. But, like, I mean, we just talked about how Ja's deserving of second team, possibly, 
you know, on the on the brink of first. And here's Jalen Brown, a guy who is not a point guard, doesn't nearly have the same usage rate, and is a second fiddle on his team. Mm-hmm. And he's still able to put up 27 a game, seven rebounds, a steal a game, and, you know, shoot at a pretty high clip. I think that that to me is the most impressive part about Jalen Brown this season. It's like he's playing at an all NBA level as a second fiddle. And, you know, there really isn't too many other guys on this list that we can say that about. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's the only one on this list right at the 15 that is repeating teammates, right? Tatum and Brown are the only teammates of, uh, of the all NBA, which speaks volumes to Jalen Brown, where he can be like that secondary star on a team and still be that dominant Dunny to be just even in the discussion for an all NBA team. is kind of wild. Yeah. I'm going to give the, I'm glad that that we were able to give the Jays their flowers in in this little section here. I mean, Tatum, Tatum, it's still pretty surreal. Just like, I know it's, almost obvious at this point, but it's still pretty surreal seeing Tatum in, in first team all NBA. Ahead of LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, <laughs> like that happened way too quick, bro. <laughs> it's weird. It, it's weird he's looking still at only it. Right 19. Now, I know, dude. <laughs> Sky's the limit. He's almost as old as Mbappe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, real real quick, guys, any honorable mentions you want to mention? Because I got a few. I got a few names that I think deserve at least some name. Like I, I got a couple. J- Jalen Brunson has to get mentioned, and it's mostly has just to. how recent he's turned it up, bro. I he love is. that. I love the Knicks muse every day. There's just a Jalen Brunson compared to others, super duper star, and his yeah. numbers are better. Mm-hmm. Like he is just dominating right now, and maybe this is always what was there for him, and why you were willing. And makes yeah. your poor Mavs look even worse not signing that four year five fifty five million in the middle that. of last year. Um, Mm -hmm. Brunson has to get mentioned. Our boy Halliburton has to get mentioned. Again, these two, I think I want to mention just because the guard position is going to be so hard to break through as we've talked about here. But guys that in a normal year would definitely be up for consideration everything else. Those are two big names that jump out to me. What about you guys? I'm I'm going to go with the big man route. I'm going to go with the big man route with my two names. The first one, I'm going Jalen Brunson's teammate, Julius Randle. Last yeah. year was kind of a step backwards for Julius Randle to the point where we were like, oh, maybe that playoff series really kind of like hurt him because he was terrible in the playoffs. And it carried into last year where he was – Really bad, really inefficient. And look at Randall now, almost averaging almost 25 and 11. I think he's just under both those numbers, like 24.7, 10.8 rebounds. He's shooting the ball a lot better. He's The offense is kind of running through him a little bit too. You'll watch Knicks games. He'll take the ball up the court. He'll be the one who runs the offense. Randall's been incredible, and that's part of the reason the Knicks have been you know, a lot better this year is Brunson and Randall have really yeah. helped this team kind of, we thought the Knicks were going to be not doomsday this year, but they were going to be trending downward that they overpaid for Brunson, that Randall took a step back and maybe the year before was a fluke, but we're, they're proving that those were the opposite and that Brunson and Randall are both stars in this league. So I got to go Julius Randall. And then the other one, we talk about this team all the time. They started slow. I say it all the time. They, they always figure it out. It's heat culture, and it's Bam out of aisle. Yeah. Bam is getting more aggressive offensively. The biggest thing he wanted, his defense is unbelievable. You don't score in the paint against the Miami Heat. And Bam, 
I know Hero and Jimmy Butler are there too, and they got their kind of, you know, big three type of deal, but it almost feels like right now, Bam is the focal point of this Miami Heat team. And I've been very, very impressed with what I've seen from uh, Bam this year. He's he's kind of taken that, you know, step two that everyone was expecting, but never really saw. Bam and Randall, I, I got I to gotta give just a little bit of props to because I could definitely see them pushing, you know, guy like Pascal Siakam or Demonte Sabonis at the end of the year to try to get into that third team. And then the last yeah. one, before I go to you, Dunny, the last one, I just have to say it. If Anthony Davis played enough games, he'd be on one of these teams. He'd be on, he'd be oh, on one of these teams. Yeah. If he played, if he played yeah. enough games, that's the only reason he's not out here. We're not crazy. Yeah. We're not having any anti-Anthony Davis bias. He would be on one of these teams, and he'd probably be second or first team if he was healthy. Yeah, I agree. Before I get back to you, Dunny, there is one more name I forgot to mention, and it's, again, a thing if he didn't miss the first – 10 12 games would be in this conversation darius garland has been an all nba talent all year long all year long he's just missed too much time at the beginning and it was too slow of a start because fucking gary trent can't cut his nails or whatever the fuck his issue is (laughs) and but garland has been amazing and i i sent it to you guys i think the other day or yesterday it was like uh hashtag nba or one of those one of the twitter accounts put like the best relationships in the NBA and it was like the best assist duos and Garland oh, yeah. to Mobley and Allen is top top 12 in the league along with Marcus Smart to Tatum and Brown which I think has a little more to do with Tatum and Brown than Marcus Smart but that yeah. definitely has way more to do with Garland and what he's able to do with those big men um so I wish he played 10 more games because I would I would have put him on the third team somehow <laughs> hell yeah oh Jake remind me who who were your first two guys I just don't want to repeat uh brunson and um halliburton oh word all right yeah i couldn't remember i remember brunson i didn't remember if you said this guy and this guy is going to be a surprise to you guys but it's kyrie irving man i was actually thinking about him too can't stand the dude for a lot of reasons and none of them are what he does on the court man he is majestic every time he plays i mean we were talking about that that mavs timberwolves game the reason they were in that game is because of Kyrie Irving. I mean, yep. all NBA is about what you do on the basketball court, and he is right. fucking special, dude. Like, it's incredible. He, you know, he's dude. He's put like he's just a scoring machine this year, and it just he's he's always made it look so easy. But that's that's the best part about watching his game. It's just always so goddamn easy, and it's just like you know if if he can if he can somehow get himself together and finish out the season and not miss a bunch of games. I think, you know, just his namesake and then his performance, dude. Like, he could easily end up on any of these. Probably not the first team. Definitely not the first team. But, you know, a second, all-NBA second team, all-NBA third team, wouldn't be surprised. And then this this dude, kind of same same reason, Kawhi Leonard. Missed a bunch oh. of games. Dude, he's on an absolute dude. tear he, since he's Kawhi is back. all the way back. He's yep. all the way back, finally. All the way back. He's, you know, the Clippers are on the rise now. He He's just so efficient, and I feel like that's what people forget. He's averaging 22 points per game, six rebounds, four assists, whatever, but 50% from the field, just nearly 40% from three, 87% from the free throw line, and then, oh, yeah, stealing a half a game too because he's still the claw. It's like this – and he's up to 33 games played now this season – and I just if, – if he can stay healthy and finish out the year, same thing. Namesake, and he's just an unbelievable talent. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he, if he ends up on one of these teams. 
In January and February, Donny, Kawhi's averaging over 26 a game, six rebounds, five assists, and he's shooting over 92% from the free throw line, around 50% from three-point, and over 50% from the field. 50-50-90 yeah, so is uh, not bad. Yeah. Not bad splits. In a two-month span. Five and five. Oh, yeah. That is – that's <laughs> that's Kawhi right there. Like, that he, that's all NBA. That is what about. Yeah, that's all NBA. That's all NBA question. it is. Yeah, without question. a doubt. Without a doubt. If he's a 50-40-90 uh, in 60 games or 55 games, it's tough to take him out, man. Yeah. And remember, like two months ago, when I declared right now the best basketball product. It's just, it's just a cosign stamp on that because think about the amount of guys that we just named as honorable mentions for all NBA, and none of us had any dispute for any of them. Right? It's like it, there's a there's a world. If where any of those, those names guys, were on our list, I would like, all right, yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> it's just like that's where we're like it, it's. it's- Cool. It's never been harder to put those teams together. We didn't even mention Lori Marketing, who is who has yeah. been should be maybe an All NBA yeah. talent. Like would have been in the first half for sure. That's another Devin Booker. I, Devin I honestly Booker, Booker, Devin her. Booker. Yep. Yeah. Anthony I honestly Edwards, think we were talking about we earlier. To, in the off season, <laughs> we have to try to do the Happy Hour Hoops like top fifty players in the NBA because that would oh, be yeah, we, yeah. such a tough list to rank because i was telling you guys i can't even rank like the top 20 without just debating with myself that's five episodes yeah. for us dude, we dude can i do can't rank the top five episode. <laughs> yeah, i know right <laughs> dude right yeah. it's a good oh, it's yeah. a good thing we do this podcast remote because if we tried to do a top 20 in person we'd break out into a full-on fist fight i think <laughs> it, would be, it would be it'd be too damn difficult steve how do you not have Jalen brown in your top 20 what are you what are you doing <laughs> That's exactly where that would go. <laughs> Real quick, bro. All right, let's let's round out the show with some youngsters who these guys might be might be on this yeah. list in a few years, maybe even next year for some of these guys because this rookie class I feel like hasn't got enough shine and maybe it is just because the stars have been out this season for, you know, just the regular cast of guys in the NBA, but the rookie rankings um super exciting class all of all of our guys who we took for you know our picks for rookie of the year we all had three different ones all made the list for our rookie rankings i i was able to sneak my guy in there last um you did sneak a bit (laughs) yeah (laughs) we'll we'll just go right down right down the list here number one paulo bancaro just Obvious. Could not be more obvious. Yeah, he's yeah. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable. He's fa- he was the preseason favorite to win Rookie of the Year. He's the favorite right now. He's been doing pretty much everything for the Magic. Uh, yeah, Bank Bankero's been great. He's he's been yeah. worthy of a number one overall pick. That's for sure. Yeah, I believe that was that was Jake's selection, and this this is your guy here, Benedict Mather and Steve. I mean, you've been yeah. you've been preaching preaching benedict mathern to us since the summer i mean we, I see, yeah. the, the, the raw talent was obvious but i didn't i did not see see him exploding on the scene like this he's, he's him and halliburton has been amazing he's a walking bucket and he plays with such intensity he's one of those guys who plays with such intensity sky's the limit for him i want to see him be more of a well-rounded player probably next year right but that's it's tough when you're coming off the bench every game but to be averaging around 17 a game coming off the bench as a rookie you got to you got to think that his ceiling is limitless right now yeah 100% 
Yeah, man, it's it, it's wild what Matherin's been able to do, and I think this dude, who's next, kind of same deal for me. Jaden Ivey, who I'm about to watch play in 10 minutes here against the Boston Celtics, and I watched him last week against the Celtics as well. I mean, talk about a guy who just came in NBA ready. I mean, we knew he was a, a scorer in college, but the way he's able to score and the contested shots that Jaden Ivey hits, it's it's pretty amazing. He honestly has a lot of SGA in his game. Jake, the way you talked about like how SGA is just always playing at his pace – Jaden Ivey has a little bit of that in him. Um, unbelievable score, like I said. And, you know, th- this – I don't know if this is a crazy take, but with Cade Cunningham missing all this time this year, Jaden Ivey kind of having his way, you know, it's kind of his team, I would say, for right now. Yeah. Sadiq Bay kind of getting out of there, a, another score leaving. I wouldn't be surprised. I think that's a big year. reason they got rid of Bay is just like, let's give yeah. Ivy the keys and see what happens. Like, yeah. we got, you know, a month and a half to just throw this kid into the fire. Like a matchup tonight, like even without Brown and Tatum, that's going to be, he's got to play against Smart. Tatum, he's going to have to play. Oh, is Tatum back tonight? Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to, you know, going against Vail. those guys defensively is going to be a huge test for him. And that's the kind of thing you 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 only get through experience and reps. So I'm with you yeah. there. And the, I would, the biggest thing for Ivy is just consistency, right? There's just some yeah. games he shies away. There's some games where he's great. But when he's on, Ivy is one of the best guards in basketball. And he's someone, too, where I don't – maybe not to the extent of Russell Westbrook, but maybe in a couple of years we're going to see Ivy averaging, like, not triple-double type numbers, but he's going to be getting a handful of triple-doubles a year. Yeah, like, that's just the type sure. of player Ivy is. He's not the top, biggest guy in the world, but he's just – He's such an aggressive player, so he's going for those rebounds. Yeah. He's a great playmaker, and, and like you said, Dunny, doesn't matter the type of look. He's putting up that shot, and he's making those types of shots. And we saw that at Purdue, right? Like he just, like you said, when, when he when he's on, it's like he's a man dude, amongst who boys. Who is this guy? Yeah. I I just I clicked on his stats here because he is playing the Celtics tonight. His season numbers against the Seas: nineteen point seven points per game. 4.7 assists, and he's shooting 50% from three against the Celtics this year. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Um, yeah, let's let's round out the list here. Last two, Walker Kessler, who – I mean, we, we kind of gave him his flowers the other week because we were like, was was he just the best asset that the Jazz got in return for Rudy Gobert? Because yeah. he's kind of already performing – at the I can't say same level because that would just may, maybe too disrespectful but I mean he's on his way man like Walker Kessler is a beast he's a great talent I I definitely slept on him I kind of thought he was just a big body he could be a paint presence on both ends but I mean he has the intangibles too and uh, the Jazz the Jazz have a pretty good one at Walker Walker Kessler in my opinion yeah, I agree. I mean, if you're looking for someone who's young to come in and quote-unquote replace Rudy Gobert, they couldn't have found a better player yeah. than Walker Kessler. Maybe he's not at the part Rudy Gobert was at his peak, but Walker Kessler could absolutely get there. And I was telling you guys, I wouldn't be shocked if a few years down the road we see Walker Kessler's name in discussion for Defensive Player of the Year. He's averaging two blocks a game yeah. as a rookie. He's shooting he 71% from the field. It's nothing, yeah. man. It's what he was doing at Auburn. He's just he was just dominating the paint both offensively and defensively. He doesn't need to do anything else. There's yeah. some guys that don't need to do too much else, but he does he does it so well. 
Yeah, averages averages eight and eight, and it's just yeah. it's boring as can be. He's definitely the most boring guy we have on this list, but he just, you know, he does what he's supposed to for the Utah Jazz. Um, yep. And last year, my guy Keegan Murray, I don't think he has a shot at winning the Rookie of the Year anymore. Unfortunately, that was my pick. I honestly think it's just because Paulo has it wrapped up, in my opinion. Yeah, Paolo, I mean, I think Paolo's gonna win it. Yeah, for stays. sure. Yeah, I, I think it would take a, an injury or for one of these other rookies to start averaging forty a game for someone yeah, to take yeah. it away from like him. Ben Matherin joins the starting lineup and turns guys. Paolo, <laughs> I'm not gonna be surprised if Paolo is in that All NBA conversation next year. Like legit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I thought about bringing him up just because, like, as far as, like, consistency and kind of guys who are, like, running the, running the offense for their teams, like, he's he walked in he walked in the Orlando Magic locker room and was like, I'm, I'm the best talent in here. And, yeah. like, it's true. Yeah. Like, you watch, you watch the Magic and you're like, yep, this is – he's that dude. Um, but, yeah, Ke- Keegan Murray, last guy here. The, the only thing that, like – hold strong for Keegan Murray and I think it's a reason I wanted him to be on this list is like he's shooting nearly 42 percent from three and that's that's what he came in for and just the the amount of scores and like the crazy offensive performers that the the Kings have this year it's like they don't really need him to do all that much 12 points a game shooting 42 percent from three like I feel like this is kind of what we expected from him um yeah and so yeah Dunny, you said when you were hyping him up for rookie of the year that he's probably the most pro-ready guy. From the moment he was kind of in the rotation for the Kings, he's playing the important minutes. He's playing the late-game minutes. He's on the court in close games. And that speaks volumes as a rookie when you have the trust in a guy like that to just – the Kings right now are our playoff team. And Keegan Murray is one of the reasons because he's just been such an important piece for them. Yeah. Yeah, man, they, they, you know, a lot of rookies just kind of doing their thing. I know yep. you guys both brought up a few bigs who definitely deserve their flowers too. Jalen Duran and um, Jabari Smith Jr. Like the rookie class has just slept on this year. I feel like we're not hearing much about any of these guys. Just but. a bunch of solid, like they've all just like a lot of them just stepped in and just in a role and like contributing to teams like in ways like that. Like they're not making a lot of mistakes. Like guys that were just ready to step into the NBA this year. It's kind of crazy. Maybe that's a trend coming out. Who knows? Like maybe that's something we're gonna see more often. Can um, I give we've seen two it with more the NFL? Names? Oh, maybe it's coming to the NBA. Yeah, go. Two more names. First, Andrew Nemhard. We talk about Ben Matherin as the yeah. Pacers. Nemhard was an incredible pick by the Pacers. When other guy key players were out, Nemhard really stepped up, and he's someone who's in the starting lineup every single night now. He's someone who plays thirty plus minutes a night for the Pacers. I love Nemhard. He doesn't have to do too much now, obviously, with Halliburton back. But Nemhard's great, and we saw him step up when he needed to. And then the last one here, who's been very, very quiet so far this year, but I think we're going to have a huge second half. And I could, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think he averages a double-double from the All-Star break to the end of the season. Mark Williams for the Charlotte Hornets. He's going to get a ton of minutes. He's going to get a ton of minutes because Rumley's gone. And he's going to get a ton of minutes with LaMelo. And he was a monster at Duke on the boards. I'm a monster on yeah, the boards. 
He is he's basically kind of like Duke's version of Walker Kessler. When Walker Kessler yeah. at Auburn, that was Duke's version. Mark Williams also too is one of the strongest college basketball players I've watched in a while. I think we're gonna see him really take a big step up, kind of like how Jalen Green did in the second half. I call it the second half of the season, but you know what I mean. Post All-Star yeah. break, yeah. where his stats really jumped up because he got a lot more, you know, usage, a lot more volume on a bad team. Exact same scenario here. Totally different style of player. But I think Mark Williams is someone who's going to put his name, you know, his name out there of someone who could average 15 and 12 next year would be something I could see. He's just a monster on the boards. And he's just someone, like I said, kind of like Walker Kessler. But for the Charlotte Heron, it's just such a strong, physical, kind of old school classic big man. Yeah. Is that, uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy the rookies we have. I don't know. I, maybe it is just like how long we took for the all NBA teams and like how talented the league is this year. But I mean, the, the league is not only in good hands from the, the superstars and young stars that we have, but just the guys coming in are, are unbelievable. And then, then, you know, then we got Wemby to deal with next year. So Wemby to deal and with Scoop. And, and Scoop. And Scoop. And we didn't even talk about some of the rookies from last year's class that are making yeah. leaps. It's it's crazy. I mean, Evan Mobley. We want to talk about guys who could be on the All NBA team next year. Look at the hey, look no, at the way Evan I, I'm not hype, I'm not hyping up Mobley tonight. If he gets forty and ten put up on him, or forty and twenty by Joel Embiid, he don't deserve to be mentioned here. So let's let's be careful. I'll mention Evan Mobley every damn day. You know that. <laughs> he better show up. That's all I'm saying. That's this. That's their big. That's it's Mobley. I think he's been awesome. Barnes has been awesome recently. He started slower, yes. and I think he's that was a lot of lately. the thing. I think we've talked about it, but I think I've heard it on other podcasts too. Like coming into the season, probably way too cocky, rocking around like, "Hey, they wouldn't trade me for Kevin Durant." Not a great attitude for a second round player to be yeah. told, yeah. or a second year player to be told all summer. You know, so I think that was part of it too. But yeah, like that. That's gonna be a crazy class too. Those are just two names. We're going to have to talk about these classes at some time. We got to redraft the classes because I love talking about the young players. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, may, maybe a happy hour hoops redraft coming soon. Um, but that, that'll that be it for, for our show today, guys. All NBA teams, happy hour hoops edition in the books. Rookie rankings, happy hour hoops edition in the books. Good slate of basketball night. Jake told us Cavs on ESPN against the Sixers huge, huge game, game huge implications I hope the I hope Cleveland Cavaliers just wipe the floor with Philly because oh, I'm to see so that. nervous right now guys see, it feels like a play I'm gonna be freaking out in the next 10 you know, minutes you know the Cavs do not play well Philly. against Philly you got a great no that is eight abs yes incredible how, games. why the fuck did they not push that back an hour and put that on you why do we gotta watch the Lakers and the Pelicans like, come on, man. Put the, why would we not want the Nuggets match? Like, they just changed this Cavs game. It was not supposed – it was, like, Friday night they put the Cavs there. Do we really need the Lakers on? And I understand it's the Lakers, whatever. Still, they're, gonna, like, they're always uh, going to put Lakers How are you not going to put Luka versus Jokic on national TV? What are we doing here? Yeah, that's that's a drop-the-ball situation right there. That's why we um, have league pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm locking in. I'm locking in after regardless. But So you league passers out there who are joining us, y'all will be happy. Um, but, yeah, for Steve, Jake, and myself, this was another episode of Happy Hour Hoops. 
Go follow Trainwreck Sports on all platforms. Follow us at Happy Hour Hoops One on all socials. Follow us individually on Twitter. All that good stuff. If you're listening, check us out on YouTube. We got a live streams going every time we record that are on Twitter and YouTube. And enjoy the slate of NBA games and enjoy the All Star break this weekend. Oh yeah, later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>